Hey, joining us now is Jennifer Bangzer, Director of Strategic and Community Partnerships at Westport Library. Uh, whenever I say Westport Library, I want to make the point we're talking about one of the libraries of the future, mm. uh, which is a very unique distinction in the, the world of libraries globally. So Jennifer is a, a communications and community relations professional with uh, an exceptional ability to relate to diverse constituencies and build impactful relationships and strategies. She's a local from here in Connecticut. She attended Staples High School back in the day. Mm -hmm. And she's also uh, attended university. She studied political and environmental sciences. So I'd like to start off also with a question just about your past. Like, 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 how did you evolve to where you are today? Like, what were the big things in your life that bring you to today? Wow, that's a big question. I have a very kind of zigzag path. I didn't take a traditional path to college right after high school and so on. I was a little bit of a rebel. I didn't want to owe anybody anything. And I went out on my own and did a little of this, a little of that. And um, luckily married uh, my friend and my best friend who helped me on my journey and Mm. supported all my decisions, all my crazy ideas at one point. My husband, Dan, called me the lady of a thousand careers because I was so interested in so many different things. I felt like if I decided on one thing, it would leave everything else out. That kind of problem when you have a lot of interests. Yeah. So a little bit of my journey has been stumbling and finding things that engage me. And, and at the end of the day, I just am really curious. So it's led me down different paths from marketing you know, corporate marketing to working for politicians, to working for environmental activists, to um, artists, got really involved in artists. And I think my, um, when my kids were young and we moved to Chicago, I got much more involved in the arts. And I think that came from my youth when I was a young person growing up in a crazy household of six kids, very chaotic, noisy house. Talk about finding your voice and noise. My father brought our family to the, the Westport because he wanted his kids to grow up where creativity mattered and wanted us to grow up with that example in our community. I think that always stuck with me. So when mm. I got back involved in the arts, it just built and built in what I was interested in pursuing. So I started working at the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County mm-hmm. quite a number of years ago. And Steve DeCostanza, who's left the room at this moment that I wanted to be here for, but he reached out and said, would you like to do a radio show? And I was an incredibly socially phobic, shy mm. person. Incre- I couldn't even speak up at meetings. Incredibly shy. And he offered me this opportunity to do a live radio show at WPKN. It scared me to death. But also intrigued me. So I did that. And it changed my life, really. It changed my life. So to be back here now in the role of the library, which I came to after my stint at the Cultural Alliance, because it was opening up with this new transformation project, which actually was four years ago last week, um, to bring in ideas, to be the, to be involved in something creative and different and um, be involved in the future a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's quite a journey for me personally, but it's a kind of an interesting place to land where, where up. Where did your family come to Connecticut from? Outside Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. So you were kind yeah. of Pennsylvania folk. A little bit, a little bit here to, and there. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I think what's, you know, like I said in the, at the start, I was such a rebel and all I wanted to do was get out of town as a youth. I was just get me out of this community and to be back here working at an organization that's a lead organization with such a public face is 
kind of crazy. I never would have uh, pictured myself you, here. You've become part of the institutions that you rebelled against. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so I'm very grateful. So let's let's move on. I, yeah. You know, the Westport Library is quite an interesting place. And mm. also, given what you said about your varied interests, isn't it interesting that you're a library that has so many varied programs, interests, it kind of aligns with, you know, who you are, Uh, same way that your response to separating the essential for the noise was, that's why I think I'm at a library. So pretty interesting synchronicity there. Um, Tell us a little bit about the priorities of Westport Library. Well, primarily, you know, we are a traditional library in many ways where you can come and have your reader services and books and reference and information, a place to understand information to help you with the noise, right? What do I want to read? Well, we have incredible staff that can help anybody with whatever topic they want to read. You want to research. We have incredible databases. And so we serve all those traditional roles of a library and always will. We have an incredible collection, a lot of digital um, access to music and all of that. And one of the things with the transformation project that the library underwent under Bill Harmer's incredible leadership is we can be much more, more of a kind of bring the future into the library with media and access and libraries have always been places where you can go for content and learn about what content's out there well now we can create the content you can create original content in the library through our media resources so it's really creating that kind of prism to come in through and come out on the other side with something different and new yeah so we're talking about experiences like experiences yeah for example we know podcasts are hot Mm -hmm. right Everybody, a lot of people listening to podcasts. If you want to produce your own podcast, you need to go further than the Westport Library. They've got yeah. podcasting facilities. They will teach you. They will set you up. Um, you can produce your own content, your podcast, w, dear WPK and listener, right at the Westport Library. <laughs> Give me a call. So there, there's a good example of... Wow, libraries do that now? <laughs> well, we, we have the whole part of the transformation projects is the Verso Studios, which is an audio. We have an audio production facility and a video production facility. And interesting, the word Verso comes from Greek, from the left page of an open book. So if you think about that for a minute, the left page of an open book, it's a space to create. It's open to your ideas. It's a new concept, a new way of thinking about what a library means to you. Mm. So, and... <clears throat> Along with um, the Verso Studios, we do have training and courses, and they're constantly being built all the time. So I would encourage people to look at the website or email me, if whatever they're interested in. But we're also um, had our Verso Fest, which kind of is bringing together all these ideas. We've had t- held two so far. They're kind of mini South by Southwest com- conferences that we've had at the library, where we bring in thinkers and doers and photographers and journalists and musicians and creators and they come on panels they come to perform there are workshops so you can come to the library and take a writing workshop and you can come and do a music related workshop or event and it's kind of you think about libraries have always supported writers well we can support musicians too Mm. so it's adding this this kind of future concept to libraries which when you learn about it, it now sounds so obvious. Of course, libraries should be doing this. Yes, right? and, and the, uh, the studio there is is fully equipped. It's it's really quite, uh, you know, everybody yeah. raves about it. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> isn't it interesting? We're talking about Verso, like Verso University. 
Ah, where, it's another initiative. Where, uh, well, you know, <laughs> it, just this idea of continuing with the education That's right. uh, or, or, you know, not feeling like you need to pay $70,000 a year to go, you know, the traditional university route. There are other alternatives. I will mention, I'm mm. kind of excited by the news that re- released this week that July 1st, all of the community colleges in Connecticut are banding together as one community college, which means it's going to make, it's going to take the whole community college and the availability of cost-effective learning the skills to help you get the job, Mm. learning the skills that the employers have told the community college, if you can train these people, we'll hire them, that kind of stuff. So it's it's really interesting that you're discussing the library as this, this, Opportunity for skills and education that could be really relevant to your life. Absolutely. I mean, libraries are kind of like universities in many, many ways. We offer so much learning and opportunity. So now we have a structured thread called Versa University where people can dive into, take a literature course. We're doing a a course on the history of jazz with Brian Torf at Fairford University. This fall, we're doing courses on film, along with podcasting courses and video production and editing, you know, how to get your book ready for the publisher. I mean, all kinds of things we're going to be doing. So it's lifelong learning. We're doing a local uh, sketch class this summer. So if you if you want to learn a little bit even more about sketching, and and we're open to the community, So and it's free. So come and try something out that maybe you'd be Man, curious it, about and maybe weren't brave enough to try or felt like you, you didn't have an entry point. Well, this is the entry point. And if you haven't been there, it's right on the Saugatuck River. So you park in this parking lot that's got lots of parking. You can watch the birds on the river right near Levitt Pavilion. You walk in, there's a great cafe. They make, you know, all all the drinks, great baked goods, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and it's a beautiful spot. I was walking around the other day, taking a break from the building along the river and I always like to see how many count how many birds I've seen and wildlife. And there were like all these turtles swimming in the yeah. channel, like dozens of them. I'm like, what is going on? It was so much fun. I kind of got lost. I thought we better get back to work. But I was just watching the stream of turtles coming up the channel. And it's just delightful. So you can come into the library, take a little class, take a little workshop, go see a little nature, have a little coffee. It, I mean, is, it is true <laughs> that the, the Saugatuck River is there beautiful. is yeah. a very interesting estuary because it's where the fresh water meets the salt water yeah. being tidal. So you get, you know, like fishermen really claim there's some really great fishing, you know, in, in stretches of that because it's the reservoirs yeah. that you, we live on, Barry, feeding down oh, into, you know, up to there. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just beautiful. And I, and I think, and to be at a library, we're really kind of dispelling the myth of a library as a stuffy, shush place. It's not that. It's a dynamic, incredible place where you can come and have dialogue. So tell learn. me, it's tell a, me, you know, uh, given your role as director of strategic and community partnerships, mm-hmm. we talked about the library at the level of uh, individuals who might go there. Tell me a little bit, if you're one of uh, our nonprofit partners, you're a leader of a nonprofit um, is there a role for uh, developing a partnership with Westport Library? Uh, are there, oh, yeah. can, can, you know, how could, what kinds of things might somebody call you to discuss? Well, we've done, we do partnerships all the time. Many of our events are done in partnership. For example, recently we brought in the director of climate change from the Roosevelt Institute to talk about cli- the economics of climate change and climate justice. And that was in partnership with, 
the uh, Westport Sustainable Westport Earth Place and so on. So they came in and they help, you know, have a give voice and give structure to a program we do. We've done programs on refugees and stuff with Siri. We've brought thought leaders in. We, it's you know, it's kind of like if somebody has an idea, a nonprofit has an idea for a program, they can come to us. And we can talk about it. And you could maybe put it during the lunch hour, we, we you know, and have it, have it yeah. in the community room. So that that's a really yeah, interesting exactly. thing. Exactly. I mean, people can come and rent spaces on their own to have their own event that's not in partnership with us. So there's that avenue as well. We have large meeting space, spaces that, you know, serve as revenue for the library to help us offer these free partnerships and programs as well. So there's a lot of, you know... It, the motto, the overall motto of the library is open to all. So there's a thousand access points to come and do what you want to do. So I would encourage some of the nonprofits out in the air if they have an idea that would resonate with the community, bring it to us and we can help shape it if it's if it fits with the calendar timing. We've we've got a very busy calendar. I think we're programming into 2024 right now. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty incredible. So so you do want to drive people to the website. That's yes. that's the probably the most concise way to really see what's going on. You see what's going on, and you can get a flavor of what we've done in the past. You know, can kind of it will really inform you about our past, what we've done, what we're doing now, and what's coming up in the future. So I'm I'm also imagining you know some of the PKN listeners right now. Uh, walking their dogs at lunch or sitting in front of the computer having a bite, you know, to eat or driving on the road. Are there any other unique ways that people might utilize or get involved with the library that we haven't mentioned uh, that come to mind? Just I'm I'm, I'm memory jogging here, you know. Well, we have three art galleries. Come and look at art. If you like art, we have three different art galleries and and they, they change every eight to ten weeks. So that's a way to get involved and engaged and learn about the local artists. They tend mm. to be from the region with some outliers. Um, so, so that's one thing you can do in Westport that's for free. It's for free. <laughs> it, 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 you know, really, it's a free place to come. Rent some books, rent some videos, download. I mean, everything is there for free pretty much. And we have things like coming up in October, October 20th that weekend, we're doing our sixth annual Story Fest, hmm. which is a week. It's the uh, largest literary festival in Connecticut close to one of the largest in New England. And you can come to that and participate, listen to panels, listen to writers. We have writing workshops that you can come to and sign up for. Open. We have writer's mics, um, writer rendezvous, a lot of services for writers. You can come in and get some training with our studios and learn some of the post-production software we have. Yep. If you want to... Uh, um, learn some post-production you've got a film in, in your back pocket you want to come and and learn you know we can do all of these things we can help guide you and it doesn't cost a thing well, yeah well i'm hoping we stimulated so, some people yeah. again we've been listening to jennifer bangser here she's the director of strategic and community partnerships at westport library 